Hello, everybody, and welcome to Upside Down Shark Radio. This is episode nine, uh, and I am joined, myself being Craig, of course, I am joined by Mr. 110% Attendance, Mr. All Good Paul How's it going, guys? How the devil are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you, Craig? Uh, uh, as, as a normal bit on the show now, I'm pretty tired. Standard. But we will we will get through this. But at least you're here. That's, it, that's, the, that's the point. So last week we recorded an episode, which is the first episode to ever uh, be lost. Definitely just went, disappeared. It's in the oblivion. It's the first time we've had one of those accidents where it just didn't happen. So we had to post the top wrestlers of the year yep. audio that we've been sitting on. First off, Roman Reigns got an award. What's that about? Like, blame Tom for that one. Come on. Um, he wanted a kayfabe award. So, last week, the last episode was me and you. Yep, it was. This week's me and you. Yep. And next week is me and you. It, it's funny that, isn't it? Uh, I, when I said it's going to be busy Christmas time, I thought it was going to be me and you working, you know, in the retail sector. Yeah. But apparently, you know, someone who works in the holiday sector is just as busy. Apparently. Busier. It's so, so busy with numbers. <laughs> Mr. Numbers. <laughs> so, yes, Tom, um, I know you're you're 100% fine, but I hope you get better soon and you can make it on here. Uh, but for on this week on the C&P show... Do you like that? I do. That, that, that's what we... That's our <laughs> new spin-off. <laughs> um, I completed a little game called Wolfenstein. Yeah. Have you heard of it? I have. It's really good. I presume by which you mean the new Colossus. Yes, yes. Um, so it's made me delve more into German Nazi history. Like it's just when I was when I was at secondary school and we studied it, I was interested. But after playing this game and seeing all the history and stuff and the way it's portrayed, because really historical history games are pretty much just Assassin's Creed, right? Essentially, yeah. So, or Encarta. Remember Encarta? I do. Whatever happened to that? I think Wikipedia took Wikipedia, over. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. In, uh, so if you go Encarta on Wikipedia, <laughs> like the page, you'll be like, <laughs> Wikipedia slaughtered Encarta and laughed over its grave. I presume if you Google Encarta, Wikipedia comes up. That's probably, yeah, that's probably true. Encarta's um, Wikipedia page comes up, ironically. Right, well, you're not going to get... Um, Wikipedia's in cult, like a page. Were they around at the same time? I don't know. Please let us know. We need this this hot information on Encarta. This is important. At Upside Down Shark Radio, we only talk about the most important, most on-topic stuff. Always relevant. Always relevant. So, the thing I like about Wolfenstein is... Uh, I might do a, a, a bit of a spoiler, but... The it's been out long enough. The big bad, really, the Statue of Limitations. Because, I, I, what would you say is okay to spoil? Like Star Wars, as we record this, is out this evening for you, right? It does come out tonight. When would you say it's okay to spoil that? Or does different films and games mean it's different? So, like Wolfenstein, it's a it's a big game, but not really many people are going to be bothered. Yeah, I'm, I mean, games it tends to be games and movies are a little different. Because I I, I, with, usually with games, people that want to play them sort of play them straight away. 
Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but with with movies, you've got that period where they're in the cinema for a short time, and then they're not. And then they're and then released. You, on then DVD. they're released on DVD and Blu-ray. But I would also say a game has more investment of time. It does. It does. Which you know, who's to say? I would say Wolfenstein. I'll tell you're right there though, because if if you're a fan of a game, you will get it, play it. That's over and done with until the DLC, most likely. Yeah. A film is like, have you seen that? Oh no, I haven't seen that. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. There's two conversations about that usually. Yeah. But I feel like if you're gonna go and see Star Wars, you're gonna go and see Star Wars if you're a Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You're not gonna just wait for the the physical release, are you? No, I'm I'm going to the midnight release for it. That's because you're a big nerd. Massive nerd. (laughs) So Wolfenstein, uh, the spoiler, which everyone should avoid now. at the end, the big bad lady, who is like your nemesis throughout the game, mm-hmm. you you kill her pretty okay. much. And what happens is, so Bioshock, the original Bioshock, have you played it or you know about it? Uh, I know, I know about okay. it. I haven't actually played it. At the end of Bioshock One, there is this unnecessary big boss, which the whole game as a narrative is good, but obviously the developers had thought. This is a video game. We need a big boss at the end because it's a video game. Yep. Now games have gone on. You don't need to do that. So in Wolfenstein, you are on this airship at the end and you basically get loads of enemies rushing at you. There's these two big enemies that I didn't see anywhere else in the game. You can take them on, head on, or you just walk past them and (laughs) go to the next stage. And the final scene is you like sneakily going onto a TV set, mm. like a a Jonathan Ross type show. Yep. And this Nazi general is on and you get on the set and they're like, what the? And then you, I think, axe straight into her face <laughs> all the way in the middle. Yep. And then it just lingers there. Just... Like the most gory thing in the whole game. Yeah. Like you see her eye twitching and her mouth trying to move. Nice. And, well, she's a Nazi, so you don't have to really feel bad, do you? Because she's a Nazi. <laughs> and the end of the game is like the revolution is on. Mm-hmm. Cut. That's it. That sort of thing. And for a game, Wolfenstein is you know, we all know the origins and how old it is and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This game shouldn't be as good as it should be. <laughs> like, who would have thought that Wolfenstein, a game about killing Nazis all the way, was it 80s, 70s? I can't remember. Uh, I think 80s. Late, late 80s. 80s, yeah. This game, they they make this BJ Blazkowicz mm. just, his struggle's real. There's even stuff with his dad in there and his family. They've gone proper detail with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, one of the backstories is his childhood and stuff like that. Uh, in the middle of dropping an atomic bomb, uh, he... It might not be an atomic bomb, but some sort of bomb. He goes to visit his dad. He goes to visit his old home, mm. where his dad just happens to be there. And his dad is not a very likable figure at all. Oh. Yes, let's just say that. Um, And, you know... Maybe there is there's there's one bit because there's two bits, two big bits in the game. Right. One is just like off the wall, like this one scene happens and you're just like, 
right, I'm in this now. Right, this is <laughs> absolute. You get captured by the Nazis mid-game. Okay, and you would not fathom. I could give you a hundred guesses, and I don't think you would know how he gets out of there. It is just so crap because I can't say that <laughs> S word. Crazy. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time Does with he it. Go like full MacGyver. No. I don't think you'd guess. Like no. you can keep, you, yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't fathom a guess. No. No. It is mental. Fair. I recommend that game. Yeah, it's one I've been meaning to pick up, um, but I've been stuck in Assassin's Creed Origins for so long now. I've heard that from so many people, and as I have said, why is it that the Assassin's Creed I, you know, say I want for Christmas is the one everyone decides to jump on? Because yeah. I'm usually the uh, the Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah. No, this one is. I think it's because they rewrote the game from scratch. They started again, like, and you can tell. Yeah. So, is that what you've been playing this week? Uh, yeah. Um, in the brief moments I've had to play it, I, to be honest, I've spent most of this week asleep. <laughs> Why is that? Just it catching up with you or something? Yeah, just general, general workload in mm-hmm. retail over the Christmas period is, is sort yeah of triple what it usually is. Um, with half the thanks. Yeah. <laughs> If that. Because working in retail is testing times anyway, right? Yeah, at yeah. the best of times. So uh, so now at the blurst of times. Yeah, at the blurst of times. <laughs> so you've been playing the game called Sleep. I have been playing Sleep. With a I've, I've been a dream warrior. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, half the... Uh, what, the occasional half hour on Assassin's Creed, you haven't been making any progress, probably? No, not exceptionally. Um, yeah, on the odd occasion I've been able to play it. And you've just like done little bits here and there. Yeah, I've been um, killing some of the Falakis. That sounds like a Star Trek race. You'd think. They're like <laughs> big Greek assassins, but they're not assassins. They're like essentially the Templar of this Oh, game. okay. They're like Templar... It's like Assassin's Creed Templar Origins, like that sort of... Almost, yeah. Like they're, ba- they're basically these big bad, a lot more difficult to beat bosses. So you said you probably wouldn't be surprised. Like after the end of the game, somehow they tie into the Templars. I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. Yeah, probably. Like, is that bad foreshadowing, or is it just like, well, I know where this is going to go. It's obviously the story. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's one of the benefits of doing an Origins as opposed to starting at the beginning is that you can. Well, they're always starting at the big. Be- like, <coughs> Altair wasn't he? One of the first. Yeah, he was supposed to have been. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. So, they can't really go much further back in history, can they? Uh, well, they can do what they want, really. They could make a dinosaur game, couldn't they, really? Yeah, like, I mean, in, in theory, if they really wanted to. But I think <coughs> some of the things that they've done in this game mm-hmm. it is the origin. It is the beginning. But, like... like there, There's explanations for things the, in, in the later games. Well, because... They were only supposed to make it a trilogy. Like, some of the story's gotten a bit out of hand, hasn't it, really? Like, yeah. There's the first ones and, like, the aliens from outer space come in here and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the Animus is now completely portable and anyone can use it. Of course. Well, wh- why not? But that just, un- like, so basically, as so long as you've got the DNA of the origin host you want to jump into to live their life. So, like, a hair follicle or something. Yeah, basically, the, the game. This game starts with um, this this explorer, and she's found the tomb of the uh, Bayek, the main character. Yeah. And oh, so she she sequences his DNA to see his story. Gross. Yeah, she's found his tomb and like basically taken part of his mummy. 
so you're not necessarily going to be searching for uh, objects of Eden anymore, or is that still? Um, they haven't really mentioned that. How far you got her yet? Have they? Not really, but one of the earlier cutscenes in the game. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get into a vault. Oh, okay. Um, under a temple in Egypt. Okay. Uh, they're trying to get into this vault, and the um the guy is basically holding Bayek by the throat in one hand yep. and holding the apple of Eden oh, okay. in the other hand and going, show me how it works. Okay. But they don't actually reference it as the apple of Eden at any point. It's just if you've played the other games, you know what it is. Well, like um, that sort of Egyptian era as well. Like, wasn't there murals of cats and stuff like that? So, like, there's a sort of mythical... Grasp on the Egyptian history, there isn't it? Like yeah. they've believed in a higher power, so the Apple of Eden could easily just be something that three or four people have, and it could be just an everyday thing that you know yeah. could have happened in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, and it's bearing in mind it was it's basically this gilt bull mm-hmm. um, that sort of fits in with with most things that you'd associate with ancient <laughs> Egypt anyway. <laughs> I am looking forward to play this game because I've heard nothing it, but yeah, good stuff. It is it is very good. It was like I, I was I went into it sceptical because I've played previous Assassin's Creed games and I know how broken they I'm can not be. stupid. Yeah. But yeah, no, I so far well, I say so far, I'm like forty hours into it and I'm still suitably impressed to keep that's, playing. That's so. good. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um and just from a where Assassin's Creed 1 went from to here, like, Assassin's Creed 1 was slow, if you think about like, how slow it was and stuff mm, like that, yeah. and now it's it's come pretty far. Yeah, yeah. The, as a series. They're doing well. They're doing well. Good old Ubi. Their year of Ubisoft, some might say. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. I, I'm, I've been a massive fan of Ubisoft. Did you watch E3 or, like, uh, that much? Year. The Ubisoft press conference with um, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 creator of Mario and Rabbids is like actually crying because he was so happy about his yeah. work. Like the only the only thing I missed from E three from Ubisoft this year was Aisha Tyler. There was no Aisha Tyler. <laughs> she has got some energy. Like yeah, if she she is a good employee for Ubisoft. Yeah, so if if anyone from Ubisoft listens to this, next year's E3, get Aisha Tyler back, please. Well, she could be like, imagine her at a car sales, like, she would be the best employee ever, wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, so she, how would you describe her? She's like a very confident, sassy black woman who's like, I'm on this stage sort of thing, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's just some Amazonian black goddess. Yeah, yeah. All props to her. Absolutely. Going and doing her thing. Yeah, if you've ever seen Archer, she plays Lana Kane. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's Lana. Oh. I will when when I see that next I will be like, Ah Yeah. So does she work for Ubisoft then or is she just like uh, I don't think so. I think she was just like hired for the E three presentations that they she were doing. W- she was at the Game Awards as well. Yeah, she, she uh she did she's done a couple of voices in games now as well. Uh oh. one of which because she was the um but basically, because she was the MC for uh, Ubisoft at E3, yeah. uh, they put uh, like a cameo in Watch Dogs. Oh, that's cool. The first one. So you spy when you're spying on people, one of the people is her. That's good. Which is really weird. <laughs> Do you know what is good? Like, speaking of Ubisoft, tangent time, right? Watch Dogs. 
I think that was supposed to be a yearly thing like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But then Watch Dogs 1 was just like so middle of the road and meh, you know. Yeah. It Well, it, it felt like a modern day Assassin's Creed. Yeah. They even had an Assassin's Creed logo in there, didn't they? Yeah. Like eventually if they're going to end it, you could see them wrapping them both in somehow. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Um, but there's no been no Watch Dogs this year. No, there hasn't. Which, if you think about it, like, I just thought about that. Like, surprising, right? Yeah, right. yeah. you had Watch Dogs 2, and I think that was so underwhelming. You didn't like Watch Dogs 2? I can't say I played it, to be honest. I, it was... The the thing I liked about it was um, there was different routes you could... T- there literally was different routes you could take. Mm. So you didn't have to go in there guns blazing or anything. You could hack panels and stuff like that. And Yeah, that, that's basically how I played the first one, though. Like, I... I I don't think I ever went in there guns blazing. I never played the first one. You never played the first one? No, because it got, like, middle-of-the-road reviews and people were just like, for 20-hour story, it's probably not worth your time for this hacking-as-a-button-press sort of thing. Yeah. In this one, you can hack cars and drones and stuff like that and, you know, take out people. And then I used to just hack these houses and then go in there and knock out the last person. Yeah. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's good to see... In the time where, like, Star Wars, uh, Battlefront 2, and EA is churning out things year over year that Ubisoft are taking the time to, you know, step back, make mm. a polished sort of experience that only really Nintendo do. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've, um, as I said, always been a massive fan of Ubisoft. Far Cry is one of my favourite series. Yeah. They, they, they have a very varied portfolio they do and they're just like we will not let our company be taken over because someone's trying to buy them isn't they they're a hostile takeover sort of vivendi yeah is it vivendi i think might be vivendi game awards news though yeah should we should we partake the news or is there anything else you've been doing except sleeping no not really yeah no that's game awards game awards uh zelda breath of the world got game of the year you know yep good good for that but it was more of the trailers and stuff like that. Uh, Bayonetta three. Did you ever play the original Bayonetta? I did not. It was nothing. It wasn't the sort of thing that interested me. Action, action, adventure, like combos, and she has guns on her feet, ball. Yeah, but it's it's very Gun- steampunk <laughs> anime based, and that just never really appealed to <laughs> you, me. You saying you don't like uh, someone whose hair makes their suit? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that 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 is uh, a little far fetched okay, for me. Okay. Um, well, there was Death Stranding as well. Yep. Uh, yep. I saw the trailer for that pop up. That was completely bonkers. I got about a minute into the trailer before I got bored. What? And then just stopped watching it. Yeah, basically. It's. I was confused. Uh, everyone was confused. Like. No, about a minute. Like apart from that, shoulder light kept twitching for no reason what the 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 clapper light thing yeah yeah that was just a constant annoyance and then you had the the handprints which are just appearing on the floor and stuff and that was definitely from that film that came out earlier this year <laughs> and i it looked like very similar to the last metal gear solid as well the one camera going around everyone like no cuts or anything yeah it was it was just bizarre and someone having to link it up to Kingdom Hearts as well, and it syncs up pretty well, the first opening. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, um, have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? I have not. The first opening video is this guy being eaten by darkness mm. and then floating, 
and then in water, and it's pretty much Norman Reedus yeah. as this guy is dead now. <sighs> Maybe Death Stranding is Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Wouldn't long, that be The long-awaited Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Poor Goofy. God, he could do better. I think I am deteriorating before you. Oh. He is. There are bits of him falling off yeah, right in front Jesus of me. Christ. Uh, I've been playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as well because Tyra recording that came out yesterday. Okay. And a hundred people go in an island, and the circle gets smaller and smaller mm-hmm. until there's one left. Yep. In my first few play, so right, this is an early access like Xbox preview game. Mm-hmm. You ever bought one of them before? Uh, no, I have not. You played f- not play Fortnite either? No. Okay. Um, that game's janky. Okay. Really, really <laughs> janky. Some of these textures on that are like early PS3, like really nice. The frame rate drops to around 10 sometimes when you're... There's like a 60 second lobby that opens up before the game starts. Mm. And just all those people in there, it's like... Yeah. So the core of the game, I can see why people like it. Mm -hmm. I came third, only to be defeated by... both of these people had a jeep and I was there by myself yep. and then the circle closed in too much and as soon as the circle closes in your health starts to go Yeah. as it narrows down smaller and smaller the circle just can zap you straight away so yeah. that's how I got to third um, I like it okay. I can see why it's so well done on PC because I've seen the PC version and the frame rate is a lot more stable mm. but yeah I think the Xbox One version has some ways to go first. Yeah. No instructions on controller or anything like that. I love it when they do that. So there is, like, you get the menu and it's play, customize, leaderboards, and, like, in-game achievements. Yeah. And the only way to get to the controls, I... So I... Figured this out after my third match. Mm-hmm. You have to hold down the pause button to get a different pause menu. Okay. And then it says controller layout, and there it shows you the controls. Yeah. Whilst you're in game <laughs> of an online only match where people can shoot you at any time. Yeah. Pretty tricky. Just a little, yeah. I can imagine that's uh <laughs> like wait a minute, what's what's crouch? What's crouch oh, I'm dead. Uh yep. Bruno oh and I can't see the controls now. So I've been playing that on our new Twitch channel. UDS. UD. Upside down. Yeah. UDS Games. UDS Games. Yes. Twitch.tv slash UDS Games. I forgot to. I was going to. Every time I play this game, mm. I was going to stream. But then Twitch does this thing where it doesn't auto archive. Okay. So the first like four hours of me doing this and just dying horribly because I don't know the controls <laughs> is not up. Ah. But. I have now got it on auto archive. Yeah. So you can see my progression until I eventually win because one day I will win. And you'll hear about it. Yes. Yes. I was Because uh, when you become first, it says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nice. So it's just people on Twitter going, I'm going to get my chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> Game Awards though. Yep. Death Stranding was bad. Well, I wouldn't say bad. If you're into Kojima stuff, then that was obviously yeah, for it, Kojima it, fans. It's definitely a Hideo Kojima game. It's definitely it cannot be more Kojima stuff. Like it is a hundred percent Kojima that thing. 
Yeah, it just is a Hideo Kojima. Like you can tell by every aspect of the trailer. I'm a Hide- I'm a Hideo Kojima. Like that, that's what that screams. Yeah. Um, did you see the trailer for the Rick and Morty creator? I did not. It's called Accounting Plus. Okay. It's a VR game, and it's literally just balls to the wall, people shouting at you. Like You could see this trailer, and it wouldn't explain anything to you. And then it says, the game's called Accounting Plus, and they asked him why, and they said, because it's like... The plus just means more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and um, I think the Rick and Morty creator, who is also the voice actor, I think he only knows a few voices because <laughs> Morty pops up a lot in uh, f- various games that I've heard. Okay. What's your opinion of Rick and Morty? I'm not sure if I've... I think we covered heard. this in issue in issue one. Issue one. Issue one. From now on, the episodes are issues. <laughs> and if Tom has an issue with that, he should speak now. He should have been there, shouldn't he? <laughs> Poor Tom. Oh, poor Tom. No, um, yeah, I um, it's all right. Okay. As far as it's just sort of something to put on in the background. Okay. Like it's not, not the best thing ever. Like some people say. Uh, yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't particularly like it. Right. It's you're indifferent it's, from it. Yeah. As 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 much as it has annoyed several people that I know, I. You just get on with it. It's it's indiscriminate from me um, between that and Big Bang Theory. <laughs> well, you know, Big Bang Theory is awful trash, Paul. So you know, that's it's you're just like Big Bang Theory, Rick and Morty, religion, just things you don't really, yeah, you know, they go, they happen. They're there. They're there. Uh, it's, it's the problem is it's it's the Channel Four effect. Oh, okay, okay, go on. And I've heard this before, but please feel free. When when Friends was on Channel Four. Every day. Every day. Like, every other show was Friends. Yeah. It got to the point where Friends wasn't funny anymore. Okay. The one where Paul doesn't laugh. Yeah. It just, like, because Friends was constantly on. It took away from the joy of Friends. But now, if you go back and watch Friends now, Mm -hmm. because it hasn't been on for so long, it's funny again. <laughs> you have to. The problem with Big Bang Theory is it's been so saturated on E4. Mm-hmm. Even even the guy introducing it goes, "Guess what's coming on next?" That's right, more Big Bang Theory. <laughs> the Channel Four announcers are very like tongue in cheek, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That, this good the personality. Yeah, it's, it's like E4. No, nobody wants to watch Big Bang Theory anymore. But Channel 4 paid for it, and they will flog it to death. <laughs> you have left the channel on, you idiot. Big Bang Theory is on again. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no, I've, I've several times I've heard the um, the announcer like just be completely nonchalant about <laughs> you're, you're Big Bang sat, Theory coming You on. sit there just like, well, if he's this buzzed for it, why do I have to be this buzzed for it as well? Like, yeah. why should I care? Like, yeah, they're they're proper sarcastic about it now. It's just like, yep, you guessed it, Big Bang Theory again. God. Um. Apart from that, I can't really. Was there any other big news from the Game Awards? Not that I can think of. Not really. No. Yeah, because you don't really um follow the news side of stuff, do you? No, I try and stay away from real world stuff. <laughs> Well, video game news is real world news. Oh, that was another thing. Um, there's a game. There's a guy making No Way Out. Is a game where two people have to play constantly. Okay. Uh, 
And he was pretty drunk and got a microphone at this awards and was like, F the Oscars, <laughs> F Oscars. And then was like, I know EA's evil, but they're making my game. Like, they're not always evil. Come on, guys. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> but he uh, is very dramatic and he has said, my game is different. You won't think, oh, this game's bad and stuff. This is such a different game. You won't know what to do. Like, he... <laughs> he is very eccentric. Okay. So, uh, as time of recording this, mm-hmm. um, it seems all but imminent that the Fox buyout by Disney will happen. Okay. Which, to me, I, I'm a I'm conflicted, Paul, because I like Fox. Mm-hmm. They do good programs. I like Disney. They do good programs. Yep. But I never thought, whilst I was alive... Simpsons would be a Disney property. No, it does seem... It just seems wrong. It I, seems a bit dirty, doesn't it? I, I, So now I just keep thinking of uh, the Simpsons movie where Bart puts on a bra on his head and says, mm-hmm. I'm the leader of an evil corporation. Yeah. And I just can't get that out of my head. Is this a good thing, Paul, or is this a bad thing? I don't know. You don't know. The problem is Disney are buying everything. Everything. Indiana Jones... Star Wars, Marvel, everything. <laughs> now Fox, which includes The Simpsons and Family Guy. Yeah, Always Sunny, the American Dad, Disney's Family Guy, Disney's The Simpsons. So I was thinking, you probably like me. You have bought Simpsons merchandise yes. in the past. So I don't think anyone alive hasn't. <laughs> when I see some Star Wars merch like mm-hmm. a Star Wars Lego. There is a Disney logo on that. Yep. And I just can't I just my head I can't think of what it would be like to see a Disney logo above the Simpsons. Yeah. I just I'm I'm so conflicted. What do what do we do? I don't I don't know. I don't have enough money to stop this from happening. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently ABC was the other one who was interested in Fox. Okay. But they pulled out so, the Sky Network mm-hmm. will also be under the Disney banner. I will technically be paying Disney for my phone bill. <laughs> um, and what I wanted to discuss, because mm-hmm. we've spoken about the rumours of this before, and technically Disney will now own all of the rights to all the Marvel stuff. Correct. Except... Spider-Man, because Sony still has that, and Paramount still has Hulk. So I don't think you'll ever see a Hulk film because Paramount have the rights to release it. Weird, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I think I think Sony, Sony and Paramount have both sort of have that agreement in place with Marvel Studios now. So, but they they, they, re, they retain merchandising rights, but so Sony also released a trailer for an animated Miles Morales film. I did see that. Which does look very good. It looks fantastically I, animated. I am not sh- Next year, though, that's still quite a ways away. It is a little way away. And uh, the Venom film's going to be out before that as well. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hardy's Venom. But, the so the Sony universe takes place outside the Marvel MCU. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, it's obviously Sony trying to make money and stuff like that, but yeah. I'm very confused about it all. Like, maybe... We'll see how it goes. 
Yeah. It's one, yeah, you just have to sort of obviously sit back and watch it. <laughs> but then you hear... Watch like, entertainment implode. Years ago, they were trying to make an Aunt May film and stuff like that. So it's like... Meh. Yeah, if Disney's taken over, you're going to end up with Spider-Gwen. Spy- I, I don't... I think Sony trying to make money, you would get Spider-Glenn. Glenn? Yeah, Spider-Glenn. Spider Glenn. My mate Glenn, who's like <laughs> an Irish folk singer. Yeah. He, he, he will be <laughs> swinging from the banisters. We really tangent hard sometimes, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, with with the movies, also, I I would I want to know where <laughs> where the here's another tangent. Yeah. <clears throat> where the rights for certain characters? Because I know if their origin was in Spider Man, for yep. example, okay. so Norman Osborn okay. is classified as a Spider Man character. Yes. Uh, but like, so is it based on their origins or their most common association? So I have heard many videos of this. There's one video I remember seeing. And I can remember most of it. So, the, you know, in Captain America, mm-hmm. they what was it they call the mutants? Enhanced. Yeah, and so, then they became the Inhumans. Yes. Yeah. So, the only big problem that was there was um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch because mm-hmm. they're technically X Men. Yeah. But because they had such a storied history with the Avengers. Mm. They could have the the rights to use them as well. That's why X Men and the Avengers both had them in. Yeah. But it's literally, if there are two a franchise, then it is that for the taking. So all the mutants for Fox. Mm. Sony got Spider Man. Marvel got everything else. Yeah. No. It was it was just out of more out of curiosity because I mean Wolverine's origin was in the Incredible Hulk. Oh well, let's. His his first appearance was in a Hulk comic. Then I guess for arguments that would be for the courts to decide, wouldn't it? Because yeah, I, he would probably have the, most of his stuff in X Men. Yeah, and, unless they they literally have a list from Marvel Studios, like they say Sony have a list of uh, right. We own, we retain, we have the movie rights for these characters, and then. Basically, if they've missed one off the list, then Marvel can go. <laughs> well, apparently they're always talking. That's how Ego got in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. And Super Negatonic blah de blah Warhead. Yeah, Negatonic Teenage Warhead. That's the one. Uh, ended up as X-Men. In Deadpool. In Deadpool. And yeah. Deadpool 2. Have you seen her in Deadpool 2? Yeah. The cool hair. Yeah. Like, she looks even more classic, scary. Classic X-Men uniform as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So, what I wanted when I thought about this, yeah, maybe we can speak about this now. What they said, wh- Hugh Jackman, <laughs> years ago, was like, I would love to see Wolverine mm-hmm. in the Avengers, and Stanley, a month ago, foreshadowing this somehow, was like, yeah, somehow we'll get all the rights back one day. Like yeah. now, this has come up. Who would you want to play Wolverine? Now that Hugh Jackman said he's definitely done playing Wolverine. And also not only that, but to be intertwined with the MCU. Yeah. It's a, a difficult one. It's a hard one, isn't it? It is a difficult one. I mean when he when when Hugh Jackman was first cast as Wolverine, everyone went, nah, that's rubbish. 
Like Wolverine's supposed to be five foot three, not six foot two. But now, I can't see anyone. I can't. No. When I think of Wolverine, like he, there are only two people that come to mind that could even possibly be Wolverine. Hugh Jackman's the predominant one, and mm. the other one is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, as, yeah, that as an good. old man Logan. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. But that's the only way I could. Anyone else is just not going to be as good. I am twenty six. Hugh Jackman has played Wolverine since I was nine. Yeah. Like, I just, that's all I see when I see Wolverine. It's hard to come up with who else that could be. And I, because I was trying to think of this and I couldn't think of anyone. Clint Eastwood is a good, good show. Yeah, Clint Eastwood for Old Man Logan would, would be unbelievably good. But the Old Man, like Logan, the film, was good anyway oh yeah i really yeah, that was, enjoyed that was it a fantastic movie oh the ending man <laughs> so i didn't think um anyone could i would say supersede patrick stewart patrick stewart but james mcavoy yep he has done a pretty good job james mcavoy is a phenomenal actor though have you seen filth I have not seen Filth. No. Filth is good. He plays a policeman, like druggy. Yeah, I've I've heard of it. Uh, it's one that it was on my list of things to watch and just never got round. It is very good. I'd recommend it. Have you seen Split? No, I did want to see that as well. That's fantastic. He literally plays about nine different characters, and you can tell from his face which one he's become. <laughs> without so without even saying a word, you can tell which character he is based on his did face. You channel me, myself, and Irene from uh, you know Jim Carrey yeah. sort of. That's, yeah. that's cool. But one one of the characters is an is an eight nine year old boy. That sounds this this sounds weird. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Highly recommend watching it. I w- and you should watch Filth. I shall. So I wouldn't say that James McAvoy as Professor X has overtaken Patrick Stewart because I think whoever did the casting as Patrick Stewart as Professor X, genius, like yeah. Yeah. absolutely genius. Yeah, it was absolute spot on. But James McAvoy and, um, oh, God, who's the other guy? Assassin's Creed guy. Michael Fassbender. Yep, that's Assassin's Creed's Michael Fassbender. Um, <laughs> that's what he's known for. Yeah. Those two have done such a good job of playing them, mm. the younger the younger version of themselves. Yeah. And now that, well, if the news will be right, that Disney have taken over, they'll probably recast the whole thing, right? This will all, this, this X-Men franchise will just be gone to the wind. You know? it, well, it, it, I think it ultimately depends on how how strict with the takeover they're going to be because when Disney took over Marvel, they yeah. literally bought Marvel and then... They said... Marvel Comics. Yeah, they, they said, said, like, as long as you make money, we're not going to touch it. Yeah, they went, do what you were doing. Yeah. That's it. And that was fine. We're not going to put Mickey Mouse in there. Yeah. We're not going to... It just... It, I, I suppose it gives them more resources to fall back on. I want my Howard the Duck and Donald Duck <laughs> crossover. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> that would be really confusing. Yeah. They, that that they, would be odd. There was actually a lawsuit years ago as well because they were so similar. Oh, really? Yeah, Disney did too, Marvel. <laughs> but, so, I was thinking, you know how... If they had the Spider-Man rights straight away, yep. Spider-Man would have been like probably one of the first films. Iron Man, Spider-Man, you know, that sort of thing because of how popular he is. Yeah, he's one of the major Marvel 
But with him being added so late, I think it added some extra, you know, Spider-Man's there now, that's good. You know, yeah. it added to the story. They were talking about the new phase and Spider-Man going to be the predominant one. Mm. Spider-Man Deadpool, Spider-Man Wolverine, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, everyone's got a crossover with Spider-Man yeah. in the comic universe. So I'm excited on one hand, but on the other hand, I really like Mike Fassbender. I call him Mike. Me and him hang out sometimes. <laughs> I remember that Assassin's Creed film you did. Don't mention that, Craig. That's what he says to me. <laughs> I just don't want this to be a waste of time because I don't see Deadpool being released R-rated as a Disney film. No. But like Deadpool Spider-Man crossovers have been some of the funniest. Yeah, yeah. And like, I kind of have a feeling that Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland would be phenomenal that together was, on screen. It's just, oh. <laughs> I can see that being good. I, 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 see would, that being I good. would genuinely, I would watch that even if it wasn't R-rated. It's just the history of X-Men, and, and then we could finally get a Hit Monkey movie. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You keep mentioning Hitmonkey, right? I love Hitmonkey. You know, in Google, you could see the search terms throughout the years and how popular they've gone and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you trying to make Hitmonkey a thing? Like, 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 I've got the origin. 2017. I've got the one shot. I've got every appearance Hitmonkey has ever had. All three of them. Yeah, because you were the only one that bought them. That's, that's you know, that's... He's, he's wonderful. His arch nemesis is Bullseye. Who is my favourite Marvel villain of all time? Okay. okay, with justifiable reason. Okay, okay. I'm not not <laughs> saying it's not bad, but oh, I, I read uh, I got Marvel Unlimited because if you use a uh, Punisher as the code, you get a month free. Okay. Been what reading some Guardians. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I see why well, the films have a strong foundation to come from. So, mm. but I probably won't renew Marvel Unlimited. I don't read enough. No. No. Because I'm not a freaking nerd, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, are we for the Disney buying Fox? If they <laughs> leave Fox to do Fox's thing, yes. For Fox's sake. Yeah. It's just, what a world we live in, eh? Because Disney's Family Guy is not a show I want to watch. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I just, yeah. When you say it like that, I can't. I can't see it. Um, other news this week was the R-rated Star Trek film that is yes. going to be created with your boy Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Patrick Stewart says if he got the call, he would like to play that. And I think... <laughs> and I was like, yes, you would! Yes, the entire world was just like, yes! Did you, like, <laughs> back to Patrick Stewart, he hasn't aged since the the next generation, like... He Ever so slightly, but yeah. They uh, had a, considering it was what thirty years ago. They had to put extra makeup on him to look older in Logan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would love to see that film. Like n- not even just R rated, but the way the current Star Trek's been, you know, a bit looser, a bit yep. not we're prim and proper and up our Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. <laughs> Imagine like um Who will Samuel L. Jackson play? <laughs> My brain was doing that. <laughs> you said it. Ah, <laughs> oh, just you, you've seen Django Unchained, right? Yes. Just imagine like a phaser that just <laughs> blows someone out of the the cargo doors of of the yeah. What a good good time for entertainment. Yeah. Star Trek seems to have come in its own. Like, star, it's weird how Star Trek and Star Wars 
they they both I'd say in my teenage years they're both on the quiet side hmm. and now they've come back with a vengeance yeah it's, it's good to yeah, see they they had a little bit of a lull where they were just sort of yeah. resting on what they'd already made yeah and now they're back after well Star, Star Trek was was it 60th anniversary this year jeez was it Gene Roddenberry he's a yeah, Gene Roddenberry. The first, the first episode of the original series aired, I think, sixty years ago this year. And now we're. It's weird how a program like that, and this year we just celebrated the first time they said the F word on it. Yeah, like they've they've been this this far going, and it's it's. Uh, yeah, I do love Star Trek. As do I. Except Deep Space Nine. I was going to call you a nerd again, but I feel like I've done that twice already. This just was telling us me yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, if Rogue One, because I thought that was brutal as well, is yep. anything to go, and that's not even R-rated. Imagine yep. what they could do. Yeah, that, yeah, that was arguably one of Darth Vader's greatest moments. <laughs> just brutal, brutal. Because you've never really seen him fully engulfed in the dark side, have you? Like, no, you never saw him like just lose his. <laughs> yeah, use his lose his nuts. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we have gone. We can do a good podcast, me and you, Paul. Right? Yeah, I said for, forty minutes, and like, I want to talk about Christmas stuff. So let's just quickly get that <laughs> out of the way, because it is Christmas week this week. Yep. Was this Tuesday? Wednesday? Thursday? Friday? Saturday? Sunday. Yeah, Christmas Monday. is next Monday, so it's just short. Six days. Yeah. Six days away. Have you done all your shopping? I have. Uh, are you going to visit any family at Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Uh, standard, anything else? Standard family Christmas. Uh, where do they live? Uh, also in Kent, so it's, not, Kent. It's, not, oh, it's, it's not too far to travel. Um, and have you got anything special for your beloved? Uh, she's already had a present. Oh, she really? Needed, yeah, she needed a new phone, so... Oh. Well, that was yeah. that was underwear. There you go. So, what are you doing at Christmas? Like, you're gonna wake up a bit early and just put a bow on her phone before <laughs> she wakes up. Uh, I, no, I, I might get her something like something small. I I haven't got anything yet, but like, yeah, something smaller just as a as a token. I I uh, when I was younger, my television in my bedroom broke, mm. and my mum did buy me one a few months before Christmas, mm. and she was just like, "Well, there's your Christmas present." And I woke woke up Christmas Day and I had a bow on it and I didn't even <laughs> realise. <laughs> uh, um, as you're older, I would say that you buy stuff you want more. Yes. So buying presents is harder. So your your friends do know you well yep. if they get you a good present that you use all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I find it more enjoyable just to spend time with, you know, the people who matter or you don't necessarily see all the time in your life. Yeah. I think that's the speciality of Christmas. Yeah, that's that's what Christmas is is for. Yes, like uh, with me and my friends, it's it's not so much we we don't really buy each other gifts at Christmas. Mm-hmm. We if we see cool stuff throughout the year, mm-hmm. then we'll just buy each other stuff. Like here we go, I'll see something and go, oh, like Alex will like that, and then I'll get it for him. Or we'll buy each other tickets to stuff, and so it's real bromance you've got going on. Oh yeah, properly. <laughs> I have actually mentioned this to two of my friends, two uh-huh. different friends, about the if, if we should do this, and they're like, "That's a good idea." Yeah. Because like both of them just like you're such a pain to buy for. Yeah. And I was like, "We should do this idea," and they went, "It's a good one." So from now on, 
Christmas all the year round. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Yeah. There's none of this pressure to buy a gift specifically <laughs> by this deadline. And, yeah, because prices all fluctuate and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I have got my Christmas stock available. Amazon, right? Yeah. Amazon Grocery. Okay. £10 off a £40 spend. Nice. I was able to get three crates of beer and three crates of Pepsi Max. I did see. <laughs> £35. <laughs> what a bargain. All the Pepsi Max. Yes. Well, that's the most important thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was my first... What a Christmas it will be. Yeah. What are you up to, Craig? Are you going to visit family? Uh, yeah, yeah. I will visit my mum uh, in the morning, and then my dad's having a late dinner, so I will visit him after. Nice. Because they split up when I was young, because they don't like each other. Yeah. No, no. It happens. Tis the season. <laughs> yeah, I. there's lots of people, like... In my school, it was rare to find parents that were together. Oh, really? I'm sh- I'm not sure whether that's just on the whole world front or just the school I went to and the sort of <laughs> estates we grew up in. But, yeah. Uh, I will be visiting family. and just means you get two Christmases. Yeah, that's what my dad kept saying. You're going to do the double. You're going to have dinner at your mum's and then you're going to come up to mine. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, I do hope everyone does have a good Christmas and stuff. Yep. And I th- I think it's important to think about like they're, they're less fortunate and stuff like that. Like uh, loads of people die from the cold, uh, homeless people and stuff like that during this time of year. But I feel like as a, as a species, we should do more all around the year time, not just Christmas. Yeah, we, so. we, we occasionally circle back to this on yeah. at the end of at the end of our podcasts. Yeah. Um, be good to each other. Yeah. That should be our as, motto. As, as a general rule of life, Yeah, just don't be a dick. Craig and Paul say, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I don't know what Tom's motto is, but this is ours. Uh, it'll probably be, I'll, I'll be there later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. One day. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Craig. Uh, and a Merry Christmas. And a Happy Holiday to you all. Uh, do you prefer Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday? Uh, I'm neutral. So I heard this good one, right? I say happy holidays because it's not actually Christmas yet, but mm. it is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, there are many holidays in this season. Exactly. So happy holidays is what I will go with from now on. Okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, see you next week. I shall see you next week, Craig. I have been, as Paul just said, Craig. I am still Paul. And we will see you next time. Happy holidays, all. Shall we clap? Yeah. Or do you want to just do a slow fade out? We'll let Tom clap. Okay. That was actually just me. (laughs) Goodbye from Tom.